When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Celtic's third red card of the week, the Brendan Rodgers renaissance continues and is it Maeda Madness or Maeda Magic? We'll cover it all and much more in this week's show. This is the Celtic Exchange Weekly, this is Tino and this week I'm joined by Miff James and Parry as we cover all things Celtic. Miff, you and the boys were at Livy on Saturday and some think that might have been our best performance of the season so far. Was it your support that ultimately gave the boys the boost they needed on the day? <laughs> uh, hello Tino Hello James Hello Paddy Full house tonight um, I, Well I, I don't know I, I, There was plenty of support there uh, I don't know if that was just specifically down to me But it was definitely a, a raucous atmosphere Fair play Lovey for giving us three stands But it's, it's mental It's just you know From an advantage point of view it's The amount of Celtic fans gone absolutely tonto Is just an, a delight It really is a delight for me to take the boys to that as well because it does feel pretty much like a home game and I would say it's our best performance of the season it was a complete performance for me and, and made even sweeter by dealing with the adversity going down to 10 men and handling the game so well What about that? Just Did the the mood change? Did it, did it become even more um, fervent after the sending off? There, there was a wee calm for a, for a few minutes but then the way the team responded it, it wasn't exactly frantic or a, a siege you know, I think you could see that if we if we chose our options wisely, we could get out and we could cause problems. And sure enough, in time, that's what happened. But no, it went it went from a wee bit of stunned silence to to just back to vocal support. And uh, aye, it was a fantastic day. Harsh red card for Joe Hart. Yes. Oh, can we, man? James was trying to say to me earlier about no. St Gary's foot being up. Studs Absolute up. nonsense. Studs up, Charles. Nonsense. Be sent off. Joe, Joe Hart's already propelled himself through the air by the time he's got his studs up to get the ball. So, nah, no for me. Just absolute dead on red card. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't need to come out. Uh, there, there was already a shot for a similar angle that, that he'd, he'd handled. So, um, But probably a byproduct of the unsettled defence we've had at the start of the season. Might be right. Uh, James, challenging a couple of games between Feyenoord and Livingston, two very different games, two very different results, but how do you assess Celtic's week in general? Tuesday was disappointing, no doubt, um, but not structurally. You know, the, there was a, a formation and a team spirit showing that nine guys can go and you know, just hold that out for two, so there was, there was reasons to be not exactly cheerful, but happy that they'd managed to kind of club together for that, and I think like Miff, I, I think Saturday was a... Um, Total performance from guys down to 10 men. Real cohesion, team spirit, drive. You know, there was a wee bit early, first, second week, maybe the St. John's and Kilmarnock period, where, oh, you know, is the dressing room really buying into what you're saying? And I think it was McGregor and Hart came out and said, we're 100% bought in, and you're seeing that now. I thought they were excellent on Saturday. Um, it'd be easier to judge it on 11 against 11, because we'd been able to play our, our, our kind of purest football, but we still managed to do that. I think, you know, I know we're going to come on to discuss them, but I think if you look at uh, Rangers away, Feyenoord away and Livy away, the manager's been exceptional in all three of those. And we'll come on to discuss that in more detail. Yep. Um, somebody put this stat out at the time when Joe Hart gets sent off. That was three red cards in 55 minutes for Celtic, having only had three 
in the previous 79 games in total. Have we got a disciplinary problem? No. Or have we got a kicking guys in the heat problem, Joe Hart? So take home out, because that's just youthful exuberance, enthusiasm. Um, thought Lagerby Elkins was very harsh, and I still think <laughs> that's was harsh. So, no, no red cards for me for any three of them. <laughs> right, so Holmes is obviously, Lagerby Elkins is harsh, heart. Yeah, maybe I'll give you it. But no, there's, it's a, obviously a close connected run of red cards, but it's nothing to do with anything. There wasn't any real indiscipline. Even Holm wasn't going to do the guy. Do you know what I mean? So, nah. The home one's just purely where his foot is. There's very little contact on it. It's just... We had a point to buy the day. Livy's two challenges, one against Scales and one against O'Reilly, are both yes. worse than Holmes because yes. there was intent in both of them. Yes. I agree with that. I thought it was really Agreed. harsh that Scales picked up any sort of booking. Well, Paddy... It harsh. It was a total mystery of the rules. Yeah, harsh slash. There should have been a red card for the Livy. Yeah. Fair enough. Paddy, Celtic's third one uh, in the last three visits to Livy. We've scored three on each of those three games. Is the is the myth finally over of the, the struggles I, we face there? I, I, I know. I, yeah. It's my turn, mate. It's my turn. Not, <laughs> mi- not myth. <laughs> myth. He's been waiting a long time. I know, I know. Been off on holiday and everything. Sorry. It's all right. I, I think it's... Uh, this is... Th- these kind of like hoodoos that Celtic have kind of faced all came under one manager uh, when we were worried about going to Hamden and worried about going to Livingston. I think that is all that off the back is someone that Wears those little moments, and I, I mean Neil Lennon in that. Um, I think Posta Coglu was very quick to get get us over a situation like that and say, you play who's in front of you, and you take in all the elements, absolutely. But there really shouldn't be any excuse of his failing, other than that park. Uh, like we've just spoke about at the beginning of the show, we've got three stands at that ground. It should be getting behind the team and hoping that they play good football. Um, I think that, We've been very comfortable the the last few times we've went there. I generally think that it's sometimes it's it, the the games where we have maybe slipped up is a game where we've we've just played bad. It's not been Livingston have played better than us. Um, but the the other day, I think I was saying to you in the the post match, I could see just a little bit of jadedness to begin with, but then they just really realised, hang on a minute, we we are better than what we're playing against here. We should we should take control of this. And they did. And as I say to you, after we went down to 10 men, I thought that that woke them up even more. Uh, and the control of the game for the rest of that was was, was brilliant to watch. Um, for me, definitely the best performance of the season. Yeah, and I think the main words you used post-match, you've used them again there as control. I think Celtic, pre and post-red card, were in complete control of the game. He's not on the agenda, Miff, but it would be remiss of us not to mention Greg Taylor. He's had enough flack in recent weeks, and I think justifiably so, but he's picked it up a wee bit. Um, he finished the game against Firenode a bit better than he started, and he had a really decent game against Livingston. Picked up the man of the match, in fact, from uh, Sky, Sky Sports. Yeah. Um, do you want to have a wee say on your boy before we crack on? I just thought he was fantastic, but I was actually saying that to James before we come on. Taylor in, in particular, I just felt Taylor... He was a bit more decisive in his use of the ball going forward. I think he's been very hesitant this season. It's almost like he, I think when he when he was playing in the more inverted role, he, he was aware of where his next pass was going to be or where it should be probably. Um, whereas he seemed he seemed really indecisive and uncertain as to how he should be using the ball. And we know from when you know thinking of when Kieran Tierney played left back for Brendan Rodgers, he likes the overlap. He likes that driving into the box. Not necessarily Greg Taylor's type of game, but he seemed to appear more central in, in this game. Now, whether that was a byproduct of going down to 10 men or whether that was just a wee tweak to help improve his game, uh, but it was to really, really good effect. And the ball for Hitati for the first goal was, was outstanding. But I felt actually 
there, there weren't any take Joe Hart out of the equation and we'll probably just remove the Baniacs um, <laughs> Catmeal from memory but I think every outfield player was, was outstanding Lager Bielka had a dodgy start to the game but he's used to the ball mm-hmm. coming out for the back was superb and actually eliminated a lot of the pressure we were facing for Livy try to press us in and I thought I'd, uh, the one for me more than anyone else was Alistair Johnson physical threat yeah. Newboy St Gary and you know they seem to be targeting our full backs Johnson initially was kind of getting ragdolled about a wee bit but he then stood up to, to the end of the game he was actually the aggressor mm-hmm. in some of the 50-50s and the tackles <laughs> and it was just great to see somebody actually you know maybe something we've, we've lacked really is that somebody who's willing to you know kind of puff their chest out and really accept that physical battle and get, and get wired in I mean some of these tackles firing on a Tuesday night I was sitting thinking right you know can I rein it in AJ was getting in you know full bodied but to be fair so were the firing players yeah. and then I don't know what the tackle was like that he did in the first half because I've, I've not seen it back but yeah. I was I was sitting at the game going oh no because <laughs> I thought he, he, I mean he absolutely flew into it but I, I just love him I just love he's so fully committed it's just it's great to see so with the two full backs when we really really needed them both of them stepped up I think most teams you know even the teams that play the best type of football have an enforcer type character about and it just you know Celtic had it in Scott Brown for so many years it's definitely been missing I don't think we've had that scruff of the neck type of guy and I think Alistair Johnson stepped in in terms of Greg Taylor you're absolutely right it's, it's quite clear actually in recent times recent games he has inverted whilst Alistair Johnson stays out there is chat that Rodgers used to do it at Leicester. One fullback would invert while the other stayed out, which is interesting in itself. So definitely want to keep a, a close eye on, you know, over the next few weeks. But it certainly seems to suit Greg Taylor better. You're right to mention he's through ball for the, the penalty. It, it was more of what we had come to expect last year and great to see. Before we crack on with this week's agenda, a big announcement about our next guest on the Celtic Exchange Plus. Last week, we had none other than Lubo Maravchik on the show to tell us about his life at Celtic and the legacy that he's left behind. And that episode will be live on Wednesday to all subscribers of the Celtic Exchange Plus. To sign up for that and all our additional content, just visit theceltichexchange.com slash plus and you can enjoy this special episode as part of your free seven-day trial. Miff, if you could describe Lubo in three words, what would they be? Oh, you've you've set me up for a fall here. <laughs> um, initially, I, I, well, it wasn't three words. I, I, I initially said that. I'm happy to go on record. I think I'm on record to saying this before, isn't I? No? Say uh, When we first signed him, uh, I called him a 33-year-old Slovakian dud. <laughs> more more really? in anger, more in anger really? the board. I hadn't seen him kick a ball, to be fair. Hugh Keevans here. Uh, I, don't, no, I, know, I, know, I know, I know. I know, I know. The boys bring that up every time. No and then, and then <laughs> I saw him play. And... Never have I been more happy in my words. Not my life. It was just absolutely fantastic. I think I, I don't know if it actually assisted, but it was like an outside of the left foot cross that he did in his first game against the D. Yeah. And then the next one was obviously against Rangers. So, uh, what a fantastic player! And I was also at the game where he brought the ball down his derriere, which was just absolutely fantastic. And that very moment was discussed on the, the interview. My feet. It was great fun. Actually, really good value uh, and just lots of good wee stories and anecdotes. Uh, Paddy asked me for three words. He gave me I was going to say. I know. a wee bit more than three. Would you like to yeah, give me I, I, I a was, mythologue? It was like, it was, no, no, it was, it was a bit like a face hole there. I just, I just had to get that out. <laughs> Paddy, have you got three words to describe Lobo? Um, yeah, you've put me on the spot, mate. I've, Gift from God. No, Gift from God. Perfect, I like James. that. Gift I like that, James. God. Well done. So, 300 words for half, a few for Paddy. I've just read that entire segment. Sorry, lads. Sorry. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at what's coming up on this week's show. Saturday felt like a significant day for Brendan Rodgers in his second spell back at the club. So, has he now been fully accepted by the vast majority of the fan base, or does he still have work to do to win over some of the doubters? 
Elsewhere, Dyson Maeda scored his first goal of the season whilst also putting in one of the most Dyson Maeda-like performances of the season. We discuss the Japanese star and his importance to this Celtic side. Then it's time for the 11th man as the boys try once again to name the missing man from a well-known Celtic lineup. And finally, as he looks set to be given his first full international cap for Denmark, we look at what's changed for Matt O'Reilly under the new regime. OK, let's get the ball rolling with a focus on Brendan Rodgers following his latest win in his second spell as Celtic manager. Paddy, I'll come to you first. Where did you stand on Rodgers' reappointment initially and where do you stand now? I think it takes uh, I, I think it takes something to come back and put yourself into the, the firing line uh, the way he did. Um, I don't think I would forget the manner in which he left, but I was also of the opinion that our board were really uh, a big part to play in that as well. Um, I still think that, you know, there's there's different ways in which you can do it. But to be honest, we've seen a bit of a backlash the way Ange left at the end of a treble winning season. I don't think it's going to be too different to the backlash um, if, if, he, if Rodgers was to give us to the end of the season. I think that Celtic were in a good position. I think we were very likely to go and win the league the season in which he left. No matter who came in, the system that we were playing, we were still pretty much far in front of the opposition that they had. It was Europe that was the big questions were coming. Um, we, we look at the games um, in Europe, w which we, we didn't really lay a glove when we, I think uh, uh, the game against Zenit. Um, we didn't really do anything against them. Um, and I think that's probably that point you just done. I've done, I've taken them as far as I can. Um, and if a team in the Premier League is going to come and offer them X, Y and Z when it comes to his money, X, Y and Z when it comes to transfer funds, and they've only recently just won the Premier League as well, but they give him a, a deadline. I'm not surprised he left it the way he did. Coming back to Celtic is a massive, massive risk for his managerial career. I still think that, you know, it's, it's still very early days in the trust side of things with the fans and, and Brendan Rodgers. But my God, what we are realising and what we're seeing again is how good a coach he really is. And I think that it's only going to get stronger, but I also think he really needs a board that I want to buy in with them. And that transfer window there has given me a bit of a fright. I think that's a really valid point. We've yet to see him being fully backed. You know, Celtic did spend in the summer, James. They spent about 18 million, but glaring holes at left back and centre forward. So we'll not, we'll not cover that right now, but it's it's really apparent to all involved. And Rogers had a wee dig at it, I think, in his press conference as well just the other day. Just to ask you a question, James, some fans, and, and I do stress some fans, blame Brendan Rodgers for 10 in a row or Celtic not getting 10 in a row. That can't be true, can it? It's the board. Right. You know, you look at the nonsense Rodgers was dealing with. And by the way, I wasn't absolutely red hot on him coming back. But once you've seen the candidates lined up, you went, that's the best candidate, 100%. Yeah. But Rodgers left for his own reasons, you know, protecting his own career over Celtic. You know, fine. But the conditions he was working under, I wouldn't like to work under, you know, because that's a, a, a risk to your reputation as, as well. So I, I take Paddy's point that, you know, you've... That was not a, an enthusiastically backed window. You know, however things didn't work out, failure is failure and we didn't get what we needed. And that's why we didn't win on Tuesday night at the end of the day. So, um, what was your question? Can't remember. I'll go to Muff anyway. <laughs> uh, Muff, I'm reluctant to ask you anything following your Liverpool comments, to be honest with you, but um, you're strong on your position in terms of Rodgers' exit and, and subsequent return. But what's your, your summary of that at the moment? 
Still conflicted because I still, I, you know, the way the summer panned out doesn't sit well with me from, from Angela even, you know, like Paddy, Paddy makes an excellent point. There is no good time to leave. And the way that Angie's departure has been received shows that. Yeah. I, um, I, I think Rodgers would maybe have got away with it if he'd stayed at the end of that season. You're saying it'd be the same because it was the same for Angie. I, I think it'd have been a slightly warmer than leaving middle of the night. But, but I, I, take, I take your point. I, 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 when it comes to Celtic, I don't think fans... You know you know how abroad you get these announcements halfway through the season where it goes, oh, the manager's not renewing his contract because he's going to AC Milan. He's, he's like Napoli and he's going to AC Milan yeah. and everybody's still like, oh, cheers, mate. That, just, that, that, <laughs> that, that wouldn't happen. And here. also at the end of that season when we've just wrapped up the ninth title and he's <laughs> leaving the year, we go and do and the we 10. Do the 10. Know, I, so so I, I, I take that. Conflicted for me because still, you know, regardless for all the reasons that you've said around his own career, reputation, the way the board were handling all that, I, I still, you know, midnight flat, no for me. Right. And I, that, that, that just is the way I feel about it. What I will say is, he has not been backed again, but I am glad it's him that's in the hot seat to coach that squad of players. Mm. Because even though he's not been backed, we're already seeing green shoots of him making certain players better. Yeah. I can't take that away from him. I'm, I'm not better in that sense. Other senses. So, uh, just better in other ways. Be better, not better. Aye, exactly. <laughs> so, for me, still no absolutely delighted he's there if I'm being perfectly honest, no. But, it doesn't stop me supporting the team, it doesn't stop me supporting him, him as the manager when he's mm-hmm. there, and I'm not so, you know, blinkered is that I can't see certain areas that are improving. And, for me, what it, make, it makes it all even more apparent, even more apparent. Sorry, that we should all be on the board's case to back this guy as heavily as we can. Because if we want to do well in Europe, what he's shown is he is a top level manager, coach. Just back him, yeah. give him who he wants. Like we said, the, the tipping point's got to come where we actually put the horse before the cart, rather than doing it the other way and say, right, we're, we're actually got to go and try and do a push in Europe. Let's give, let's give the manager in pre-season or before then the players that he wants. To go and do it, just do it. Yeah, and ju- just to jump in that regard, in terms of you know, the back and the money's there. You know, we also we were actually talking about it before Celtic announced their books last Monday night. We recorded prior, but the PR statement that came with it was an insult to the fans. Whoever's doing Celtic's PR, if it's external, bag them. If it's internal, get them trained better because it was insulting, telling us it was to do with fair play and sustainability and all this stuff. Absolute nonsense. We've got the money to spend it, spend it, and you'll make more money. I've got, a, I've got a question on that and it's, it's nothing at all to do with the agenda, nothing about what we're going to speak about tonight but you've reminded me and it's it's timely. Why or who at Celtic has put a statement out the day we go and play Feyenoord, Tuesday mm-hmm. afternoon or Monday night was it, sorry? Monday the night, night before. You're about to play Feyenoord without a left back, without a backup striker, without a, a goalie. You've not backed the manager and somebody thinks this would be a great time to break the news. Some, somebody sat down and deliberately made that call um, I don't know if it's worth debating the now or not, but it's it, it, to your point, James. It's just poor planning, poor timing, poor execution. Why? Why not hold off till Friday, or even you know try and say you get a win on Tuesday night, get out Wednesday morning. So you get two options: get it out later in the week or Wednesday morning if you've had a win. When everybody will just forget about it and I'll get into ether kind of thing. Um, uh, it's clumsy, um, but this is part of the the step change that Celtic are going to have to go through. That goes top to bottom, you know. I, much maligned for probably the right reasons, Don Mackay. But I get talking to one of the staff in it. I, I kind of when I was in at Parkhead one day, and they said, "Oh, he was just t- trying to change everything." And you've been there. I, not everything, but a lot of things need changed. 
And this resistance, this old way of thinking has got to go. If you want to step up, then it's across the board. And if you're not able to step up, you can't be there. It was almost as if, like, for all the issues that we, we kind of, like, that surfaced at the end of that uh, ten season, the 10 in a row season under Lennon, it was almost as if they just done, do you know what, see all the, the, the rubbish we've brought in or the rubbish we've still to get rid of, loan them out, get rid of them now because we need a clean slate for this manager coming in and it's still coming back to haunt us. Mm -hmm. We look at some of the players that we couldn't we couldn't basically like replace. I was speaking to you on the, the post-match, you know, about our goalkeeper situation. We couldn't sign another goalkeeper because we had Scott Bain and Ben J. Seagrace. We've still got them on the books. We can't get rid of them. And this is the this is the mismanagement of this club. That is one example. But to not go into the season with a third left back or even a third right back and rely on the likes of Johnston and Taylor staying fit and rely on the likes of Ralston and Burnaby as your backups for a full season when we're trying to progress is is crazy. Now I get, understandably, I get that we've had a lot of issues with our centre-halves and we've had to sign people in an emergency state as you look obviously the Nat Phillips deal. I also think Lagabelki's maybe in that bracket as well, to be honest. But ultimately, when we are sitting with that amount of money in the bank and we are paying X amount of money for a season ticket that went up this season as well and we're paying X amount of money for a Champions League package, it's a slap in the face to release something so, like hey, that last I, week. I, I, just, I'm not paying for a Champions League package for that reason. They're not backing the manager, so I'm not backing that ticket. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. You forgot as well, X amount for a pie. Aye. I think it's clear um, they want to bring back Don McKay and we'll do a, we'll do a special <laughs> on that next week Love I just want to ask NDA, man. just want to ask something Let, let's bring it back to the Rogers topic there's there's plenty in that though maybe we'll, we'll catch that in next week's show um, but really poor PR really poor announcement by Celtic uh, in terms of those financials great figures brilliant wrong timing absolutely wrong timing Miff to go back to the Brendan Rogers question though there's a an element of the sport, and I don't think you're quite in this bracket, but they take the, I support the team, but not the manager stance. James, we know a couple, Noel McGrath, Mick Kelly, probably. Um, I don't know if you're in that bracket or not, Miff, but is that a feasible position to take? Surely you're, you're backing all or nothing. Yeah, I think the, the danger you have these days is everybody wants to tell each other how to support Celtic. I don't, I don't, I think everybody's well entitled to support the team. James has just given an example there as to why, why wouldn't they buy the Champions League package and I wouldn't sit here for a minute and say, that, that's entirely up to him Same way, I can understand why people have that stance but I, I think just it gets to the point where I suppose the difference for me and, and I'm being just 100% genuinely honest here the difference for me is having the boys and having the boys <coughs> invested in it and you know I, I've kind of made that commitment to them where I take them at the games and you know even getting to getting to do what we did on Saturday you know that that's my that's my thing with them and uh you know, you could possibly view it as petty if I decided to say, well, I'm, I'm just Rogers is back, so I'm not going to the games. Can, can yeah, I ask however, you? if I never had the boys, I, I, might, I might not have renewed because that's how angry I was in the summer. Yeah, can I ask you just about the boys then? What's what age are you, young lads? 11 and 6. What's their take on Brendan Rogers? Is he a hero? Is he top man? Um, is he the six year old? <laughs> is just he's just happy to go. He doesn't really, you know, he was he was gutted when Ange left though because he, he really liked Ange. Um, my older son. Uh, let's just say he's a bit like me the word rap was mentioned a few times <laughs> um, on, on Saturday um, no, no, no. He's, 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 he's settled a bit and uh, again it's just you, you remember what that was like you turn up and you see the guys wearing the green and white hoops and you just support them it doesn't matter I mean when I, when I was turning up I, 
you know, I was I was heralding Stuart Slater, Andy Payton. Lou McCarty, Liam Brady, you all know, that. I, 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 I loved it. You know, I still thought we would go, you know, Pat, McG- Pat McGinley was an excellent player for Celtic. Um, I went every week thinking we'd win and hoping we'd catch Rangers, even though we were 15 points behind with two games to go. Um, so you just have that optimism as a young Celtic fan and I don't want to extinguish that out of them because of my perceived <laughs> unhappiness with, with situations that have happened at the club. I just try to keep their focus and going and enjoying the games and, and stuff like that. So I suppose that kind of, that always kind of pulls me back in a bit. The, the whole Rodgers, it'll, it'll never sit well with me. Um, and I'm also still a bit heartbroken for Angie and everybody just keeps telling me to go over it. I need to go over it. That, you can't give that to but, Rodgers. But at, at the same time, the only fact the fact Angela is the fact Rodgers is here, that, that's what that's Aye, what created it's that. his fault. But I will need, time's a healer. <laughs> it's better. But I'm still not there yet. I'm just waiting on you. Yeah, I've just got this image in my head of the teacher phoning up and saying, your son keeps calling me a rat. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> it, could, it could happen. It, it, could, happen. it could happen. It could happen. Paddy, uh, back to the football stuff. So we're unbeaten after six league games and that includes three massive away ones, particularly Pataudry, Ibrooks, and then Livingston, you know, traditionally, you know, quite a difficult game. It's clear that he's doing something right. Miff says he's delighted that he'd, you know, really pleased that Rogers is a guy that's managing this group of players. So is there a cut-off point where people say, okay, he's won those big games now, things have settled in, he's starting to get his injured players back, all right, we can back him again, you know, and if so, what is that point? Does he need to go and win the league again? Does he need to win a cup? Or can we now just start to say, he's here and he's here to stay, at least for now, can we buy in? No, I think that's already happened. I think a lot of people seen the way we set ourselves up against uh, Rangers at Ibrox. A game where a lot of supporters, including myself, were going to bite your hand off for a draw. Um, to, to, go, to, to leave a game that effectively was built up by everyone that it was going to be a Rangers win and to leave and just that swagger was there again. Um, and then you actually take a wee bit of a step back. Thanks for listening to the opening section of this week's Celtic Exchange Weekly. Join the Celtic Exchange Plus to enjoy the full episode ad-free and to gain access to all of our additional bonus episodes. You can do so right now at theceltichexchange.com plus or sign up takes less than two minutes and you can check it all out with a free seven-day trial. As well as full access to the weekly show, you'll also receive pre- and post-match episodes for every Celtic game as well as special episodes with Celtic heroes such as Lubo Moravchik, Martin O'Neill and many more. Your support since we launched the Celtic Exchange in 2020 has been incredible Help us to now take the next steps as we make what we provide even bigger and even better for Celtic supporters just like you. Visit theCelticExchange.com slash plus and we'll see you back shortly at the Celtic Exchange Plus. Sports Social Podcast Network.